Hello, everyone, and, and welcome to a special episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast of Season 4. This is our first special episode of Season 4. My name is Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back for a special super secret episode, and we have some guests. First, we have Cinch. Hello, it's me. I'm back. Thank you for having me. Back again. Thank you for being here. And... So now we all know that there's a, a contributor that kills our downloads. And this oh, is no. a super secret episode, so maybe it won't really count. But Sean is we here. Did, we didn't keep it secret from him. That was the problem. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I'm there. <laughs> oh. Well, welcome, Cinch, to the show killer. <laughs> That next time we have a why. secret episode, let's keep it why. secret from the show killer. Oh, you know that's... why? Because you don't tell your friends to download it. Cinch goes to work. He's like, hey, guys, check out this podcast I was on last night. And all his buddies at the Postal Service download it and then listen to it on their route. You go to work and you tell no one. <laughs> and I know that because you and I work right. in the same place. <laughs> I was going to say, you tell everybody. Why do I need to? Because you but were that, on it. People are like... But somebody came up to me about a month ago and said, Britt, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm really like what you guys are doing. I'm like, great. You know, Sean's a contributor. And they went, really? I'm like, he was on last week. He was like, is that our Sean? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, let's let's talk about some special topics. We, it's a special episode. We got some time to kill. I've got some topics. I want to ask your guys' opinion on some of the side topics that come up at the beginning of a season that don't always work their way into our roundtables or into our um, rankings episodes. So you know, I gotta, uh, wait, hold I on. Really, I'm going to turn it to Kanye really quick. I'm going to let you finish, but. Oh yeah. I, for, I forgot about beer. <laughs> that, that was my important topic to start with right there. Yeah. Cause he forgot about the beer. I forgot about beer because I'm still not drinking. All right. But let's, let's go around the horn. Craig, what do you got? Uh, so again, I am keeping it local. I have another beer by Aspatuck Brew Lab. This is Grey okay. Matter. It is a Belgian-inspired ale. It's their Grisette. Oh my God, that's terrible. It's a that, four that and a half beer. percent. <laughs> my wife loves that beer. It is. I, it is I not like a Brit it. beer. It is not a Brit beer. It is not IPA-ish at all. Nope. Cinch, what do you got? Um, I'm trying to find the name. The the label. It's from New Park Headband. Is that the name of it? Oh, that's a good one. Headband's good. Headband is good. It's an IPA. I think you'll like it. You haven't tried this one yet, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. So he's going to open that up while he's opening it up and trying it. Sean, what have you got? I have three philosophers from Omagang Brewery in Cooperstown, New York. Yep, Omagang in Cooperstown, New York. 9.7%. It's a blend of quadruple ale and crike ale with... Cherries, more fruit bread. Ooh. Jeez, cherries, eh? I'm intrigued. Do you drink that beer with whipped cream and sprinkles, too? I yeah, you, you got to put it on top. <laughs> All right, since have you had a chance to try the headband while we were chatting? Tastes like beer. There you go. That, but, that's, but do you like it? Yes, it's good. That's all that matters. That's, all, that's that all that matters. Strong, a strong, full taste. It does. It does. All right, well, with beers beers in, in hand, let's move on to some topics we may have missed. I want to talk a little bit about zero RB theory. For those folks who don't know, I'm going to pull up zero RB theory's definition on my screen because I went away from it. 
Zero RB theory is a contrarian fantasy football draft strategy where you attempt to build an anti-fragile roster by waiting on the running back position. You target wide receivers and tight ends early, leaving running backs out. This way, you have a less like there's a less chance that a major running back injury ends your fantasy season early. And we know running back injuries, particularly among those top guys, happen all the time. Dalvin Cook has had major injuries that have have crushed seasons. Uh, Adrian Peterson had a knee injury that crushed the year I was in the Adam Kaplan Invitational. He was my number one pick. I was so excited to get him at the seventh pick, and then he died in, like, week two. Um, So there's this theory out there that your first, like, four or five rounds, you focus on wide receivers and tight ends and build such a strong stable there that you can get away with having an RB that's only going to get you five or six points a week. Going around the horn, let's start with Sean. Do you buy zero RB theory? Do you ever apply it? I do not apply it. Um, the closest I get is maybe I'll do two tight ends. Uh, two tight ends. Whoa. Two wide receivers. How much of that did I have? Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but there has to be strong. There tier. has to be, there has to be a running back, a high high tier running back in there somewhere, um, just because you can't you can't be like, well, I, they're gonna get hurt, you know, because you never know. Maybe your number one pick of a wide receiver gets hurt. I know running back hurt, uh, getting hurt is more common, but you know, you never know. And and I will stick with the having at least one running back in that higher tier. So before I move on to cinch in an average draft, and again, every draft is different. Every league is different in the first five rounds. Is it safe to say you usually have at least one or two running backs by the end of round five? Uh, probably round five. I probably have three actually. Okay. Cinch zero RB theory. Do you buy it at all? I don't. I didn't intentionally do it, but I had it forced upon me one draft where I just, I, you know, I, I liked, I liked a wide receiver and I liked a quarterback. And by time it came around for my third pick, there was no one good, but there were some good uh, receivers. So I took another receiver and I found out that if you have two or three really bad running backs that you got late in the draft, they give you nothing, and mm. you just I, – I feel like same kind of idea with quarterbacks in fantasy. If you have a bad quarterback in fantasy and you're getting 12 points when the, the other guys are putting up 30s and 40s, it, it, like, loses you the game before the game even starts. Mm. Interesting. Craig? <clears throat> it's an interesting theory, I think, for most leagues. It may not really work, especially in, a like, a snake draft. But if you've listened to this podcast before, our our league is really unique in that we do keep one player every year, and we do have the kind of draft um, the way the NFL does it, so it rotates. Mm-hmm. And everyone, more often than not in our league, keeps a running back. So I think it could, if you draft well, it could work in our league, especially since we do PPR. It could. It could. I'm not a fan of the zero RB theory. I have yet to see it work. And that's the big thing. I mean, uh, the people who know me know that one of my new passions is I'm playing um, Hearthstone Battlegrounds on Twitch. 
And he is. I've watched Battlegrounds. It. Yeah, Battlegrounds is all about finding methods that work in this kind. It's a it's a card. It's a digital card game, but it's methods that work. And I see a lot of guys log on and they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to own you with these dragons, but I'm not going to buy any until turn four. I'm going to start with these little guys and I'm going to build a giant dragon army. And they're the first people eliminated. It's an elimination style <laughs> game. And I'm like, but your theory doesn't work. I need to see it work. If I don't see it work in Hearthstone, I don't do it. If I don't see it work in fantasy football, I don't do it. I have yet to see zero RB work in any of the leagues I've been in. And that's across multiple formats. So I'm not a big fan of it. I, it's it's very rare for me to get through round five without at least two running backs. I have never gotten through round five of a draft without at least one running back ever. So, so. so the only other caveat I'll add to this is that, you know, again, know your draft. If you're doing uh, a super a super flex or two yeah. QB or uh, t- tight end premium um, or you have three run, uh, wide receivers or maybe even four other than just um, two, those situations, yeah, you might want to look at quarterback, tight end, uh, wide receiver much much more in those earlier rounds than running back. So in those situations, maybe I could see the, the zero RB theory working, but in a s- standard or even a PPR um, with you know one one tight end, one quarterback, then I would say zero RB is not a great strategy. Okay. So moving on, my next question for the panel, I want you to tell me one NFL team that you have no interest in touching anybody on. And for me, I'm going to go straight for straight for the straight for the Washington team, the team, the football team from Washington. There's just nobody on there that interests me, but I want to hear from the panel. Is there an NFL team that you're like, I can't find a single guy on there that I want to draft this year. And we'll start with Cinch. I would also say the football team. Uh, I, I would also, yes. Well, if you just say the football team, technically that's their name. Um, I, I'm always on the line of thinking that the Jets are always going to underachieve. Mm. So that that's just my AFC East bias. But the Jets haven't been a powerhouse on offense ever, so I don't know. I, I would stick with Washington, maybe Jacksonville. Okay. Craig, what do you got? Cleveland. What team you're avoiding? Always with Cleveland. Always. No, with I am Cleveland. not getting on the Cleveland bus. There's no. Just no. Why, just, Craig? Just why? stop it. <laughs> because this Break. is what happens every year. Once again, this year, everyone's like, oh, Oh, look how good uh, this guy's improved. Oh, these two guys are getting along. Wait till they lose three games, and all of a sudden it's a dumpster fire again. I'm no, no. Well, breaking news: ESPN is reporting that the Mariners have refused to play the Padres tonight in a show of solidarity against the police shooting of Jacob Blake. The sports world continues to react to that whole thing. Wow. Oh, we could do, we could devote an entire episode to sports related topic, uh, sports related social justice topics, but you, you don't want me screaming on that rant. Let me trust you. <laughs> trust me on that. Can I just so. take five seconds to make some enemies? I oh would, boy! I would just like to say, come on, man, just go play the game. No one cares what you think. Go play the football game. Go play the baseball game. All right, I'm done. See, I but I do think people <laughs> care what they think. I do. I think I think that a I lot think... of these guys are 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 big time. 
their kids look up to them. Kids look up to LeBron. Mm-hmm. When when the Lakers don't take the don't take the the court tonight, I think their people do appreciate that and do see that. So that I'll, I'll disagree with you there. Now at the same time, I was not happy to hear I would not have any basketball at all as an option to watch tonight. But I see it. It's right. just me being selfish. But well, it is. I, I get just, that. You know, I I had a long again. Day. I want to come home. I want to put the game on. I know there's stuff going on in the world. I need my release of sitting there and watching the game. That's all. It's my selfish thought. Appreciate that. All right. So um, next topic on uh, back to the football stuff. After that, quick side with the the breaking news. Um, sleepers. I want to hear one sleeper from each of our contributor. Who's one guy that you're saying? And when I say sleeper, I mean tenth round or later in most formats. Somebody who you're just sitting there going. I think this guy will overperform and he could be he could be a real breakout and really overperform his ADP this year. I want to start with Craig. That's that's like you mean like guys that are like really low on the I believe I said 10th round or lower. 10th round or lower, huh? So outside hmm. let's say outside the top 100 ADP. Give me somebody who's outside the top 100. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm personally I'm gonna go with a rookie. For me, go for it. Uh, it's gonna be a a rookie receiver. It's going to be uh Justin Jefferson. He is okay. on the Vikings. He is basically Stefan Diggs' replacement. Uh, he had a phenomenal year the last year. Uh, LSU won their championship last season. He's mm-hmm. extremely talented, and I think he is the perfect person to take uh Diggs place as like the deep ball threat okay sean what do you got for me Oof, uh, outside the top 100 huh i mean we could yeah i could go um for for wide receiver um henry ruggs um for for running back it could be uh my sleeper has now gone into the top 100 for a running back, but but someone like uh, Antonio, for again for the Washington football team though that no one wants to be a part of, um, it could be like a, a, a Gibson or a, a oh, who's the other one, Love, right? That's his name. Um, oh, I, I asked for one, and you're stumbling through three. I'm sorry. Can, I'm can sorry. I have a name? Pittman Jr. as well for Indianapolis. So as for one day, he gave me a fourth one. All right, Sinch, who's you got for sleeper? Uh, I'll continue with the rookies. Uh, Brandon Ayuk with San Francisco. Ooh, I like uh, that one. With, with with Debo Samuel out for at least the first half of the year, here's a guy with speed and good hands. And if he if he follows through with the promise that they have for him, he could be special. Okay, my my answer is, and this. Eh, I don't know of how much of a sleeper this this is, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. So if I need to give a second one, I will. It's Daniel Jones for me. He's going at ADP 121 right now. I've got a lot of faith that the Giants are going to take a big step forward. Now, still, at 121, he's still going at QB 14. So you could make the argument, well, Britt, that's not really a sleeper then. Um, and if that's no, the case— No, he's a sleeper. My, uh, yeah, because my, my thought my thought was more wide receiver or or running back. Yeah, I, I didn't truth. specify that, so that's fine. You can go where you want mm-hmm. with it. 
Yeah, uh, we're, we're free here. Darius Slayton is my one at wideout because I again I have I have faith that the Giants are going to be better this year. Are they going to be world shattering? Absolutely not. If they win ten games, I'll be shocked. But I think offensively they're going to be better. So I, uh, Daniel Jones is the one I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in. I got to ask you guys. This is a quick hit, very straightforward quick hit. Draft day food. You can only have one: buffalo wings or nachos. Sean nachos cinch i love being able to put what you know the, the variety you can get on it oh, so, sorry <laughs> cinch <laughs> it's a quick well, hit the answer is nachos move along okay I'm quick hit audible i'm gonna throw in a good chicken pot pie because i had a little bit of a winning streak eating a chicken pot pie once so i did it for about eight weeks in a row so that's my audible to that I wish you could see the look on my face. It is somewhere between stunned and confused. <laughs> Good movie. Wait. Okay. <laughs> so you got to respect the winning streak. Okay. Uh, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine would be uh, Buffalo wings. No question. Buffalo wings. I'm going to go nachos. And so nachos wins the vote two to one to one, I guess somehow I'm not quite <laughs> sure what happened there, but okay. Um, all right, I, I, now, we're, those who listen to our show on a regular basis know that we're big fans of DFS and that when the season begins, DFS becomes a central focus. If you've listened before, you know that my rankings are almost always specific to DraftKings. But I want to hear from the panel. Do you prefer to play on DraftKings or FanDuel? Let's start with Craig. Uh, for me, it would I would lean. It's not a big, a big uh, step this way, but I lean towards uh, FanDuel because I've just had more luck in games uh, with FanDuel. And see, that's my answer is the exact opposite. I have won more on DraftKings than I have on FanDuel, and Though, I can track that. FanDuel is a little bit more difficult because their uh, salaries are higher. So it is a little it's a typically, so it's a little bit harder. So you can't match. If you make a lineup on um DraftKings, it's not going to work on FanDuel most of the time. Sean, FanDuel or DraftKings? Um, well, I, I have more success on DraftKings, and I, I'll go with that one. But I do like the fact that there's no kicker in in FanDuel because um, it's kind of like wasted money <laughs> for my taste. Fair enough. Cinch, I know. I think you've only played on DraftKings. Yes. Have you ever given yeah. any thought to trying the FanDuel? No, no. I mean, I I don't do that much uh, daily daily football betting, so I just get a little bit here and there just to get my feet wet, and I'm satisfied with DraftKings. We will be doing the Football Fig Nuts podcast uh, contributor challenge again this year, and I am open to whatever site we want to do it on. I've also just learned that another site, Monkey Knife Fight, and yes, that is a real site, Monkey <laughs> Knife Fight. Uh, is now legal in our state and uh, offers a lot of prop bet options. I'm thinking about maybe starting a pool or two on I mean, there. The source would like the prop bets. The so- I think the prop source bets. would. So let me, let me pitch that to you guys right now. Would you rather have a weekly pool on DraftKings or a weekly prop bet pool on Monkey Knife Fight? Sean. Why not both? Fair enough. Cinch. Pick one. I don't care which one. I'll go with it. Great. Craig. Uh, no one knows if the season's actually going to finish, so let's go with both. Okay. 
So we'll talk to the source later about that, but we'll do one or the other. Do one or the other. So next topic, a lot of people are getting ready to sit down and have their drafts probably this weekend when this episode hits or in the, the days leading up to the start of the season. I want to know from you guys, go, thinking 2020, thinking about the guys that are on the board and the drafts you've already done, where is your preferred draft position? Think a 12-team redraft, no keepers whatsoever, blank slate. Are you a guy who likes to pick in the first four and wait a long time for your second pick? Are you a guy who likes to pick later in the first round so you have two of the top 15 or 16 players? Or are you one of those guys who likes to sit dead in the middle because you just hate that rush, rush, and long period of time between? Where is your ideal spot to draft in a 12-team league? Let's start with Sean. In in regular yes in a regular thing um, I would definitely be the middle of the draft so I would think about six five or six or seven would be ideal for me, um, and and that's where I like to do this year specifically yeah I don't mind that five spot uh, I know exactly who I would take in that five spot you know might not be everybody's consensus five but that would be my five spot and I know what the first four are obviously so i'm comfortable with the five okay cinch where do you like to draft i want to i want to draft number one or two you don't know you gotta wait like an hour you know what though if you're drafting one or two you're getting a guy that uh, yeah injuries can happen but you're getting a guaranteed best player at his position you're gonna win that that position battle every week kind of guy if you get to uh, eight or nine or ten, there's no given. You're, you're drafting a guy that you think is pretty good, and could be that guy, but also could be a bust. Okay. Yeah, I had Barkley last year, number two. That didn't work out so well. Okay. I had McCaffrey, <laughs> and it did work out. Yeah, but you didn't you draft like four, fifth, sixth? No, I, I don't was, even know. You were one, and I was two. You was it? Barkley. Okay. And I took McCaffrey. Did I really? I'm just saying yeah, I drafted no. him as rookie year. That's, I'm just going to say that. Okay, well, Craig, where would you like to draft this year? Uh, let's see. If it's our if it's our home league, I would... I'm talking about a 12-team redraft. Yeah, but is it his snake draft? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the 12th pick so I can get the double. Okay. So the reason I bring this up is because I got an email. I have the ACI draft next week, the ACI alumni draft, and they do their draft order uh, an interesting way. They do a draft lottery where your name comes out of the barrel and then you pick the spot you want to pick in. It's a 14 team Hmm. draft and my name came out second. So the guy who came out first immediately took pick number one. So then the question became, where did I pick? And I picked pick number two. I said I would ha- rather have pick number two and 27 than go a little later because it was a 14-team draft. And I, so I'm right now just based off of ADP, and I, I have a feeling he's going to skip McCaffrey. I have a feeling McCaffrey's going to drop to two in this particular format. But um, that would leave me with Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette. So, ugh. I don't know. I think I think they're going to run Leonard Fournette into the ground in a hard way, and I think that's going to be good For stats. As long as his but, ankles can last. But that leads me into our next topic too, Wait, which Greg, is Greg, yeah. Can I ask a question, please. Is 
is McCaffrey the number one guy? Like, if you have the first pick, don't you have to take him? I, I feel think, like yes. he's head and shoulders number one. I think it does depend on the format somewhat. I mean, there are certain super flex formats where I think you might not take McCaffrey one. I don't know that he's a number. I don't know that he's a mm-hmm. definitive number one in a standard. Yeah, um, PPR definitely. PPR, there's no question about it, but there are still standard leagues out there, so I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. But that 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 would be my take on it. I mean, I gotta, I I still have to take a look at um, the actual format for the ACI uh, yeah. league. I have to double check the. Um... I'm going through a a, a a site right now and. Standard or PPR, it's still McCaffrey. I mean, like, I failed to bookmark where this league actually is. Um, I'm trying to find... Gosh, I better find out where this <laughs> where, the, where this league is the, actually taking place. The, I did register biggest, for it, but I can't remember. The biggest um, increase-decrease for standard to, to PPR would probably be Derrick Henry. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it, 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 so someone like that, you know, you can you can definitely change where where they're drafted, but um, you know, McCaffrey's just does everything. So even not getting the the per catch uh, point is is doesn't take away from his number one status. Right. Uh, okay, there it is. We're on Yahoo. I'm looking just to see. <clears throat> what we do, we don't do. All right, this is not a super flex. It's a standard three wide receiver, two running back, uh, PPR league. But there's no like super flex or anything like that. So in that case, yeah, McCaffrey might go one. I just have a feeling the guy who I know is picking first might not want McCaffrey, um, which is fine by me. If he doesn't want to touch that, that's fine. That mm-hmm. is fine. So, okay, so that but that leads into my next pick because I was talking about running Leonard Fournette into the ground and um that kind of plays into you know how many games are we going to get this year with all the stuff going on with with the covid situation do we think we're going to see a full season of football this year let's start with cinch you know recently i had been saying that i don't think we're going to get close i think there'll be teams that play 12 games and 11 games but you know as time is going on i'm being optimistic i really think I think teams are going to control it. I think if it pops up, it'll pop up in very small amounts. It'll be caught. I think the players are going to be responsible. I'm being optimistic. And I think, you know what? I think everybody will probably play a 16-game season. Okay, Craig? Uh, yeah, seeing what we've seen from baseball, I do not think every team is going to play 16 games. I just don't. I think players... There's no way for the NFL to create like a bubble the way the NFL and the NHL have have done it and it's worked for them. Uh, so you know you already got guys like sneaking people into their hotel rooms that you know for whatever reason. Uh, and then you have people leaving. You know they're leaving to go see their family because they're sick with COVID. I just I don't know. I just don't think everyone's gonna play a full 16 games. And I'm pessimistic that. I don't think I don't know if the season's going to finish. Sean, I believe that they are going to finish. Come hell or high water, they will find a way to finish. Every team doing sixteen games, 
if they have to delay and go into March, they I think they would do it. I don't think that they're 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 going to be satisfied with, uh, you know, if players have to if they have to play without without players, guess what? Hey, next man up. Uh, I think that's what they're gonna do. I, I, but if they do have to delay games, I think they will, they will extend the season as far as they can in order to get this done. Um, too right. much money. No, okay, even so with, that... because really quick though, like teams can't even decide if they want fans in the stadiums or not. So now you have, yeah. you have Miami who who said they're going to allow thirteen thousand people in per game, and Florida is one of the top COVID states in the country. Like how is that? How is that going to work? It's not going to work. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So then that leads into my my next topic, which is, are you changing the way you drafted all this year, based on the COVID restrictions? Are you looking at your fantasy teams differently in any way, shape, or form? Let's start with Craig. Uh, you know, I may look at trying to get more, I don't know, like backups, kind of like what Cinch said in the uh, tight end and kicker episode. Maybe maybe I do want two kickers, or maybe I do want that extra tight end, like, just in case. But overall, other than that, I don't think it's going to, uh, like, affect my draft that much. Okay, Sean? Yeah, I, I'm going to go into it thinking that, that everything's going to be okay and hunky-dory, my rose-colored glasses, you know, and um, draft the way I would normally draft. Um, most of the time, you know, even even with, you know, I can pick up a kicker. I can pick up a, uh, may, maybe I have another quarterback, depending on who my number one quarterback is. But I can always pick up another kicker, you know. So uh, there's probably not going to be much difference. Cinch, are you drafting differently because of COVID? I'm going to be optimistic, but I'm also going to draft differently because I want to cover my my bases. So I, I think it's a good idea where in the past, maybe you would spread your roster by position. I think this year I want to maybe have a few... I want to max out my running back and my receivers. And if that means I'm killing myself at tight end or kicker or defense or quarterback by not having a backup, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, it's like shooting myself in one foot to save the other foot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel like you need to have a backup everywhere. And maybe you don't want to have too many players from the same team because if one team gets hit and their week is canceled. That is a good So what? So you say no more than two or three players from the same team? Well, you know how sometimes you want to stack with your quarterback, your receiver, your running back all on the same team. Right. Well, if they get hit and now they're shut down for two weeks, now maybe your two or three of your best players just aren't going to be there for two or three weeks. That might kill your whole season. That's yeah. true. I, the the one thing I'm going to do differently this year is I am definitely personally being just a little bit more cautious with rookies. And that's just because they haven't had the preseason. So, yeah. you know, where I might have put a rookie at, I might have looked at this ro- one rookie in round five. Maybe I'm waiting until round six or seven and letting them so wait, fall a little bit more. So wait, you're not drafting Hilaire? <laughs> I, I, I am Hilaire might be a special case, but I'm not there are people drafting Hilaire in the first round. I'm not oh touching Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first round. You know, there what? Is no the way. way he's 
his average draft position, that means you won't get him. Yeah, it, and I'm fine with going that. going in the first round. I'm fine with that. Right now, his overall ADP is 17, which puts him in the second round, but that is way up. That, that is way up. That, he was 27 heard, a month ago. So, yeah, he's I been drafted heard, in the I've first round. Even, him up. Yeah, and I have even heard seven, you know. Like, ESPN has him at seven. Yeah. Yep. ESPN has him at seven. That's that's crazy to me. That is insane to me. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll be I'll I might be waiting on the rookies a little bit. Now that being said, second round, maybe I think about Hilaire. Third round, I'm absolutely thinking Hilaire. But I think Cinch is right. I don't yeah. think I see him. They're not going to be there. No. Right. Definitely not. So we're almost to the end of our episode. Believe it or not, our special episode. And I promised each contributor, uh, in addition to their final thought, a 60 second rant. I want to hear one thing you hate or would absolutely change about fantasy football in general. And I'm only allowing you 60 seconds because we all know that some of us, myself included, could go on a lot longer. (laughs) But we're going to start with Sean. Sean, your 60-second clock starts now. One thing that you hate about fantasy football and would change. Oh, I can't stand injuries, but there's nothing you can do to change that. I mean, injuries are going to happen. Um, you could sit there and you could have the best draft, that, you know, but um, I don't know. Fantasy football, you just can't, you can't, you can't draft with your heart. You have to draft with your mind. It doesn't mean you take um, ADP strictly. You can't do that. But um, I can't stand injuries in fantasy football. Eh, but there's nothing I can do about it. You still have 15 seconds if you want to. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, Cinch. I love fantasy football. There's nothing I can change it. Okay, Cinch. Okay, here's what I hate. You take a guy like Mike Evans, and you take him maybe fourth or fifth overall because it's a few years ago and he's younger and has more promise. And he's going to be the guy. And he has one good week. And then he tweaks a hamstring. And he's kind of, you know, playing but not really playing. And he's giving you six points and eight points. And then you start to think, this guy is going to be a bust. Let me put him on the bench. And then he puts up a 38. And he's on your bench. And the guy you put in is another guy named Joe who puts up a four. And, you know, I just, Julio Jones, he's another one. He's great. Who's not going to draft him in the first round? He's a top 10 pick. You go ahead and have him on your team. See him how, how he gets, you know, yeah, he'll put up three great games, but maybe one of them is a week where, you know, you were going to lose that game or win that game no matter what anyway. I just can't stand the, the boomer bust guys that just give you a couple of games that are great and it raises their overall ranking and makes you think they're better than they really are when they aren't. And maybe in real football – that guy's a great player, but in fantasy, he's not that great of a player. Time. How am yeah, I doing I on just time? Can't, <laughs> you're, you're, you're over. But that's okay. It was a good. That was a good point. That was a good point. Craig. All right. So for me, I'm calling an audible like Cinch did with the chicken pot pie. So this actually has nothing to do with fantasy football. This has to do with video oh, game football. So yeah, I as everyone knows, I'm not a fan of the Madden series and EA, but dude, whatever. So every year, you know, they pick a different player for their for their cover. You know, curse may or may not happen. I'm just saying Lamar Jackson already got hurt. But anyway, have you seen the cover of this? 
As someone who has a degree in graphic design, the cover of Madden 21 is awful. It is random pictures of Lamar Jackson in squares over each other. What the hell is that? What is that? If that if someone handed that in as a project when I was in college, they would have gotten an F. Because this, this looks like an intern took a bunch of pictures of Lamar and put them on top of each other with random writing in the corner. It's awful. It is like god-awful. The end. What's wrong with the collage? That's not even a collage! It's horrible! <laughs> it actually hurts it, me. And it's, <laughs> and it's got a lot of what you would talk, call in, in, in art circles negative space. There's a lot of just... It, Odd white I've, spots. I that sent that picture like to two people who I know do design work, and their brain stopped. They're like, "What is that crap?" Oh my god. <laughs> well, the, yeah. I mean, you might want, you might want to call them some help. So, <laughs> all right. So my my sixty seconds are very gonna, and I might not even take a full sixty seconds on it. My 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 big complaint with fantasy football is how social media has been involved with it going in and primarily with Twitter from the time that Craig and I had to explain to someone that jumping out of a pool does not <laughs> equal fantasy success oh, come or on. full recovery from an injury from that point forward. It, it, tw- people just there. People just feel like everyone feels like they're an expert. We used to play in, I used to, I used to officiate softball. And when I did, that one of the uh, one of the umpires used to say, you have to understand these guys have in their head that if they weren't playing here, they'd be playing for the Yankees today, and that's how I feel like Twitter users are. The responses and the lack of like the jump to you're insane, you're the worst person ever, instead of I disagree with your point, has really kind of bothered me about fantasy football. So if I could abolish anything, I would blow Twitter up off the face of the earth. Mm. So that's my sixty seconds on on what I would change about fantasy football, I would outlaw Twitter. But that's that's just me. I'm not against free speech. I'm not against free speech. I'm against I'm against people who can't be civil. Let's put it that way. So all right, one more topic and then quick final thoughts. Really quick final thoughts. Really quick from each each contributor. How do you approach the waiver wire? Is the waiver wire an essential thing you happen to do have to do every week? Or is it something you only do when you have an injury or somebody out cinch? You always have to look to improve your team. Waiver wire in week through four is essentially part of the draft because there should be two or three guys on your roster that you drafted that you could easily swap out with someone else, could be a little bit or off to a good start. Aside from guys like Antonio Brown who pop up and you've got to have them, really for me it's the beginning part of the season. Okay, Craig. Uh, so for me, you definitely, I check it every week because, you know, people people get hurt, so all of a sudden their backups are the number one uh, receiver or running back on teams. So even it, it's not even a situation where you're trying to hoard people, but you have to look kind of like think like two or three weeks down the road, like, ah, my current number one running back has only gotten me like 80 yards and one touchdown in three games might be time to look for someone else, you know? So I look at it. Absolutely. Sean, weekly or only when needed? Uh, definitely weekly. You have to look at it weekly. Um, you know, the only thing I would caution is sometimes you get a little too anxious 
and you drop a guy that that maybe you had as a higher pick, and 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 pick up this guy on the waiver wire. Caution against that because you know those higher guys. Obviously, they're going to be, you know, maybe they had a, a slump, but but back end you can afford to to drop, maybe drop a guy, pick up another guy, um, but definitely weekly waiver wire. You know, I've heard it a million times. Waiver wire is how you win championships, so I yep. definitely agree with that. I feel that way too, guys. We are really very much out of time. Quick hit final thoughts. Each of us can take about 30 seconds. So there's not a lot of time left on the clock. Just really quick across the board. Sean, what's the last thing you want to say to our, our guys before the season starts? I would say, you know, if there's a guy that you really like, you know, um, don't be afraid to draft him up above your eight, the ADP. Don't go just by ADP. You can't right. do that. I mean, you, you might as well auto pick, you know. Uh, definitely pick guys that you like, but don't overreach. Don't don't go three rounds ahead of time to pick your guy. Go, you know, but um, definitely um, pick based on what you know of 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 your of your um, league, your scoring, and 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 how okay. you know and what you want. Okay, cool. Cinch. AI feel is just. Let your draft come to you. If you start drafting, I have to get this guy. You're probably going to reach for him. You're probably going to end up hurting yourself. So just you have a rough idea of what you want. But if the board isn't letting you do that, you have to be flexible and go with what's being given to you. And that's just the way it goes. And if you bad right. pick, if you're late in the draft, you just got to roll with it. Absolutely. Craig, final thought. Uh, final thought for me would be, you know, prepare for the season like it's going to happen, like uh, Cinch and Sean both said. Like, you know, everything's going to go according to plan. But be prepared for stoppage, for teams to not play, for guys to be out. And one thing, that definitely if, you're, if your league involves money, definitely clear that up, like what happens if the season stops before you draft. <laughs> That was it. Right. In high Deb. Yep. Hi, Deb. My final thought, because we've got literally 30 seconds. My final thought is hi, Deb. And just to say thank you for everyone who's tuned in. Um, we will have one more episode at our regularly scheduled time before the season starts. And then we will shift into DFS mode. So if you're interested in DFS and you'd like to hear some analysis based on that, please stick with us. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. I also want to thank Cinch and Sean. They've been with us for about five episodes now. Thank you, gentlemen. Welcome. And uh, with that, I will sign off. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fingers Podcast.